Before you go into the interview, we need to decide how we want people to feel when they leave. So I'm not afraid of challenging a guest, even though I want them to feel good. Because you got to figure out a way to challenge a guest without making them feel like you're trying to challenge them for an ulterior motive. Nothing wrong with a disagreement, right? Okay. Donnie kind of alluded to the fact yesterday that when we go into our podcast, we have no idea what we're going to talk about. But in our situation, we do this every single week. But outside of the actual interviews every single week, we talk about entrepreneurship on a regular basis. Is morning meetup in here? We got the morning meetup in here? So on the morning meetup, um, it just so happens that I get an opportunity to talk about entrepreneurship every single day. Most days I'm on there, but we have guests and things of that nature. But I mean, for years, I'm doing a presentation around entrepreneurship every single day, Monday through Friday for years. So let me give you all my real morning routine. I wake up at 6.30 and I hit the snooze button. Not judging me? You don't hit the snooze button? The snooze button lasts for nine minutes, and I wake up at 6.39. That's my routine. She's not here, is she? My wife. She'll hit the snooze button for 90 minutes straight. She doesn't even hear the alarm going off. And I'm like, babe, the alarm's going off. Oh, my bad. And hit the snooze button. Ten minutes later, she doesn't even hear it. I don't even know why I said that. Um, all right, so I wake up at 6.30. It was just frustration inside of me. 6.39, I get up. I read the book that we're reading. What book are we reading, Morning Meetup? Thinking of Best. I'll read the book, uh, our assigned pages, and then I take a shower, and then I go downstairs to my office, then I figure out what I'm going to talk about for like five to six minutes, and then I share it. It'd be some really good talks, don't it? But I've been a full-time entrepreneur since 2012. I've been teaching entrepreneurship since about 2013. And then I set up a morning meetup program for years, no guests. I'm talking every single morning. So how long does it take me to create something valuable? I say that to you. I, I say that to you. And my question to you now is, how much do you prepare so that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time preparing? So some of you are, how many speakers we have here? Some of us only speak when we're asked to speak or when we get a gig, which may be few and far between. But you need to figure out a way to be prepared every single day. That's why when I'm interviewing somebody, it's not, I don't have to prepare for the conversation because I'm interviewing every day, all day. If I'm having a conversation with somebody in a retail store, if I see somebody and for some reason we spark up a conversation, they're going to feel like they're being interviewed. My friends tell me all the time, yo, why are you interviewing me right now? And there's, I'm not. I'm just curious. I, I really have a genuine curiosity in another person. So we have to get them reps in so that we don't have to spend so much time preparing. 
Got it? What would that activity look like for you? What does preparing on a regular basis, so do you don't have to prepare for the big show, what does that look like for you? Studying, what happened? Talking to strangers, really, really good. I'm gonna add that to my next presentation. Talk to strangers, for sure. What else? Being educated on the things that you wanna address, what else? Going live on social on a regular basis is really, really good practice. But if you go on there and you only see two people on the live, how long do you stay? Sometimes, the, it, and even if we stay the whole time, we're kind of leery because we're like, all right, well, it's a waste of time because nobody's watching. You can leave the post up, but if nobody watched it live, people are probably not going to watch it later. I, I know how many people are going to watch it later based on how many people watch it live. But the point is, we can't let the results dictate our activity. We have to just do the activity so that we can have a better result. If you went live every single day and nobody joined, would that, would that be something you're willing to do? Most people know because you don't get an immediate result, but you don't understand that you're getting better. You're getting better. You're getting better as a communicator. Got it? Jimi Hendrix says, knowledge speaks, but wisdom what? I get interviewed sometimes, and I can tell that the person's not listening. They have their next question prepared while I'm answering the question that they just asked. And I know you're not listening because the next question has nothing to do with the answer that I just gave. But you really, really have to listen. Listen. How many people have a hard time listening? Be honest. How many people, okay, you're having a conversation with somebody, but your mind starts to wander. Y'all are going to be real here. Okay, listen. I'll be transparent first. Almost every time I pray, My mind be on some wild stuff, y'all. I'm talking about in church, like it's prayer time. And I'm, my mind be on like the business and the conference and the person I met three days ago and my wife and my kids. And I'm not going to share all the other stuff that goes on in my brain <laughs> during my conversations with the Lord, but my mind wanders. But I recognize that about myself. So I have to like, I have to realize it and shake it. So sometimes while I'm praying, I open my eyes and then shake my head and then go back to praying. You're not judging me, right? <laughs> that I share too much. Okay. <laughs> but I, I understand in an interview or you're having a conversation with somebody, your mind wanders. But you have to recognize it, own it, and put some sort of safeguard in, in place. So I'm going to give you all some tips today on how to do that, okay? Um, okay. Here's my interview formula, and I, I shared it on the webinar. Um, impress, connect, and collect. Impress, connect, and collect. So my first objective is to impress the audience with my guests. So... 
If I'm talking to Maya Sly over here, give Maya a round of applause. Why not? I'm talking to Maya. I'm going to talk about how she had these uh, beauty shops all over the city of Atlanta. I started seeing her billboards on buses, posters, everywhere. I just saw it everywhere. I'm going to identify how much real estate she sold, how much real estate she has, how much money she makes, how many employees she got. She got a beautiful office. And I want to know all the cool stuff about her up front. Why? Give you a reason to listen. What else? Credibility. I want to impress my audience with how cool this person is. So you know you can you need to listen to this person. This is this I, I run every single interview this way. And you're gonna realize why people like feel that uh, my interviews feel like a journey, feels like you're watching a movie. Because I'm gonna impress you up front, starting off hits you real hard, and then I want to connect. So after we identify all the cool stuff that Maya does, I now need to transition the conversation so that she seems relatable to the audience. So now I have to go back before she had all the beauty stores, before she had all this money, before she had all the employees, when she worked a job in retail, if you had a job at Marshall's, or while you were working at a at a restaurant as a server. Take me back to before you were making millions, take me back to when you were making $30,000 a year and you were depressed and you came from a divorce and you started feeling imposter syndrome or you had a, a, a child and you're like, you don't know how you're gonna provide. I gotta take you all, the audience, back to that moment with Maya. Why? Because now you're looking and say, wow, that person's been super successful, but now I can connect with her. She's just like me. Wow, she was making $30,000 a year. I make $30,000 a year, which means I can have all the stuff that she has now. You understand? I want to impress and then connect. I have to connect the person. We got to take them off of this high horse, this pedestal that we put them on, bring them back down to reality so people say, oh, she's a regular person. And then we're going to collect. We're going to collect all of the data all of the moves, everything that happened between the time of depression and fulfillment. So all of my questions are going to lead up into this moment and how we got here. By the end of the interview, we're going to understand how she got to where she is. This is a formula. I'm not asking questions off the top of my head just to ask questions. Got it? Y'all going to do that? There needs to be some sort of strategy to your question asking. It's not just firing off questions. This is strategic. I'm taking my audience through a journey. Got it? Okay. A few tips to keep in mind while interviewing, okay? I got like 15.